It was a red-orange color. And its scales were dry. And it smelled dry and, I don't know, kind of like dry grass. It was very detailed and very complicated. I guess that's why I'm having trouble remembering other parts of the dream. Because everything was really centered on this on my little ward, this little dragon, and the complication of the discussion I was having while holding it. I remember while I was talking to the woman about the connection of the dragon population with climate change signs. It was making these little sounds. Um, I guess it's reasonable that that's what a baby dragon would sound like. So, uh, in the dream, there was a, a baby dragon that had um, hatched somewhere in my vicinity. Somehow the baby dragon and I were connected. Somehow I was its guardian. And um, in this dream world, dragons were rare but they were becoming more common. And I was holding this sleeping baby dragon and I was speaking to someone. We were talking about how the return of dragons and the increase of the dragon population was another sign of climate change but I did when I woke there was a I was left with a very heavy full feeling um, like complicated because I loved this little baby dragon it was my responsibility and it was life and it was life that um, had been fantasy. And even in the dream in this world, 
of growing dragons. It was magical. It still felt magical. heavy feeling again that I woke up with, that heavy complicated feeling. Part of it was I was amazed to find out that Ursula K. Le Guin had passed away that night that I had the dragon dream, which was sad and appropriate. Um, and part of it was a connection with my own complicated feelings of having a child in this world right now that are impossible to sort through along with so much wonderful there is also worry and guilt and also still magical this outhouse that we all decided to like go into to like hide in and my mom was like don't worry Prince will be okay you know he'll be able to run and everything but just we need to make sure that we're okay and so we went into this outhouse and this like giant anaconda came out too and so Bear and the Santa Condo were just like circling this outhouse. And I don't know, everything was still really, really beautiful. And the snake like came really close around me. And I don't know, they both, we were, we were all just like really still. Really, really, really still. And I was 
thinking in my brain, don't let them smell your fear. Don't let them smell your fear. they were looking deep into each other's eyes and then circling one another and gay galloping and, and oh it was so beautiful and I was so happy for him I wonder if he's dead now going into like a public restroom like one of those from like a public pool where like it just keeps on going inside and there's like showers and stalls and I get inside and it's pitch dark and I'm like I guess this isn't open and then suddenly there were all of these bats on the ground and it was really hard to get out and the bats were like flying at me and around me kind of like in birds the movie uh the birds right the birds. The birds. Um, and yeah, and there were these like glass swinging doors um, in the front that were like really hard to open without
If you were a goat, how would I know? I'd feel your hooves, the weight and sharpness of them on the back of my shoulders as you straddle me, standing so much taller. Your hot breath would whisper down the back of my neck. Your cold, wet nose would tickle that space just at the hairline behind my neck. You seem to need and ignore me, the insolence of a teenager. Not sure how to be with you. I'm not wanting to let you go so soon either. If you were merely a dream, would I foist you into being? I'd like to think I'd come back to you, moods and all. Maybe we'd finally face one another and I could look directly into your eyes. Not like those birds whose eyelids allow them to silently separate, almost courteously, from a crowd or an argument. No, yours would swivel to see more, those sideways pupils staring back at me. If you dreamed me, would you ask me a question like an oracle? This is the future, I'd answer. Here's where you're from. That's why the air feels dark and quiet, sinister. But you asked me more than one question, so I gave you many answers. If I were dreaming and you appeared again, then I could tell you these are mere guesses. There are black swans, there are gray swans, unpredictable and seemingly unanticipated. There are ignored signs, like how hot it's been and the fires. And the clarity of hindsight, easy to look back and say, oh, how beautiful. Oh, how destructive. I had a dream about black swans years before I knew what they were. 
sleek white trains, each ironically named Black Swan, were arriving silently in the din of the train station. I awoke with a strange taste in my mouth, a resonance for those contradictions. Then, more readily, catastrophes descended, and like a dream, it was just so easy to narrate the facts. Not sure if you know of these small disasters. Like I said, you need and ignore me. If I dreamed of others like you, am I trying to call forth answers in my sleep? There were so many creatures, all of them tucked into these gray metal pails. Dozens of buckets filled the back of a flatbed. I jump onto the truck. Someone is passing around slices of thick, crusty bread. From this one pail, a creature looks up begging me, begging me to stop. The inevitable looms, and I'm helpless. The bread is shared. Pieces of your skin are being spread across it. Try to dream myself into your skin, kiss with your sharp fangs, become your feral children. Live as if astray. You know, think of the synapses. Synapses are not uh, <laughs> um, uh, rational things. You know, they're not like um, uh, synapses are, are, are less predictable at the way they function. And and I think that I I I, I would really like to um, to continue talking about this um, by mentioning the work of a very. Um, a writer that's very dear to me, a book that's very dear to me, that's uh, The Dream and the Underworld by James Hillman. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's, it's a fantastic book. It was written in the late 70s. Uh, and he's somehow, um, again, he's going against this notion of separation between uh, mind and body. He goes against this notion of underworld as the mother earth, and this he says this there's another underworld, uh, and and and, he, and his uh, main uh, tenet is um, it's not I had a dream, but the dream had me. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read something for you. 
okay from this book and his question is what is this psychic stuff because he says well dreams are material they're not ephemeral um so he says um, that is what we are each after that sense of matter apart from material things and the materialist view of things we want our lives to matter our relationships how we spend our days and that our death not be material what we look for is soul matter. How is How do this we psychic gain ground on earth other than by work on our psychic Those stuff? Those immaterial dreams that seem so little to matter that they must be sweated over, uh -huh. ploughed through, hammered out, wrenched in Whatever pieces, we work on in order to, to gain sense to us. and weight. Works makes matter. And I think the this is beautiful. Work. And then he goes to the sound even and he says, like Consciousness will be less visual. The dead was made with the averted face, not looking, only the voice. The underworld whispers. And I'll stop here, but just to put a few ideas on the table um, in terms of how I relate to this, this whole idea of the psyche. And um, I can't remember if I have many dreams in the book, but um, certainly I do have a nightmare, a few nightmares. <laughs> I dream about you all the time. Well, I don't really dream about you all the time. I dreamt about you, and now I can't get you out of my head. I don't know what you are. You're sort of a goat. But you're standing behind me, and so I never actually see you, but I feel these hooves on the back of my shoulders. I can feel you breathing down my neck. It's hot, and it bumps against my skin, and it's, it's eerie, and it's comforting at the same time. Shreds, Shreds of these, of these dreams, dreams seal my eyelids shut. We linger with the insolence of a teenager, like you want something, or I can help you, or someone has taught you to be polite. But you stand there and you ignore me and you need me. Like a gas, like a gas in, your in your sleep, you try to, you try to find the sounds that were lodged in your throat. 
it's so quiet because it's barely light and dawn imparts a silence unlike no other. <sighs> <sighs>